Welcome back, everyone. It has been a long time. My name is Spencer Sue, your favorite Bay Area real estate agent. And every month we go over what is happening with the Bay Area market, what is happening on a macro level, and some of my comments and what I see behind the scenes. So if this is your first time here, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this content. And of course, I would love to help you. So leave it in comments below or send me a DM. I'm happy to go over a game plan that might work for you. Now, how we always like to begin these, let's look at the data of the month and what a turnaround it has been. Take a look at this. March figures has increased, and this is for single-family homes for Santa Clara County, increased substantially from 1.675. Previously, it was at 1.475. This is a $200,000 increase, which is equivalent to about 13%. That's what I've been saying for a long time. If people realize that home prices have declined substantially from the peak of April and May of 1.95, to the bottom of January, February, 1.475. That was a over a 25% decline. But how have things roared back? And this is not just Santa Clara County. This is every county. This is every area. Let's take a look at yourself. Let's look at condos and townhomes. How have those been impacted? You can see condos and townhomes, they all follow the same trend. Look at the difference. 850,000 medium sales price in February to 932 that is an equivalent of 10 percent for them it didn't decline as much as you can see over the year but it has certainly picked up just the same now let's let's make this blended so we can jump through several other ones let's look at wherever you want to look at san mateo county what is all going on with san mateo county same thing now san mateo county actually had a bigger pickup during the february time but March seems to have been doing better over the last couple of months. So that's San Mateo County. Let's take a look at Alameda County. Median sales price now in Alameda County. You can see March sprung up. It went from a medium of 915000 to now a median of 1.05. And this includes condos and townhomes. So as you can see, it's been about a 10 plus percent increase within the last month. And so you may be asking, Spencer, did things change all of a sudden? Yes, there is the aspect of seasonality. Springtime is the busiest time. You have the most amount of listings during this time, but you also have the most amount of buyer activity. What else has occurred? Take a look at mortgage rates. Mortgage rates, even though the Fed has been increasing the Fed fund rate, does not mean that the interest rates for 30-year fixes will be the same. You can see it's been in a band of range between 6.1 to 7.1. And you can see we've certainly been trending downwards. So this has been a benefit for a lot of buyers out there. So that is something to be mindful of as you look around and as you have to assess your own personal situation as to what makes sense. So let's go over another county. Let's look at San Francisco. Even in places like San Francisco, have prices changed there? Yes. They've also continued to rise. right? So this has been going across every county has been going through the same thing. And it's quite interesting because there hasn't been a county that has done tremendously better than another county. They've all kind of followed the same general dynamics, even Contra Costa County. 
has also been increasing over over the last few months. So very, very fascinating. I'd love to get your comments. What do you think? Was this what you expected this to be? Springtime does bring a lot of people out. So it does bring a lot of activity. Now, I do want to share with you a few things. Let's look at a few stats that people have been complaining about and have been saying for a while, which is, Spencer, the number of new homes that are coming on the market just seems so limited. Let's see if that is really the case. If you look at the data, I've been saying it for the previous months, you're going to see 30 to 40% less homes come on the market. Take a look at what has ended with March. March is over now. So if you look at March, let's take a look at the number. So 2043 minus 133, that's about 35% decline. Let's look at the previous month. 41% decline, right? So as you can see, goes back to what I mentioned, 30 to 40% decline of new listings will come on the market. But to be fair, look at the times. Generally, between March and I would say through June, you have the most amount of options to choose from. Now, historically, you're going to have the highest prices, but you can't win on both. You're either going to get more listings, higher prices, or less listings, lower prices. Now, you may you be the judge as to what works. And the reality is, it's not about trying to time it. It's like, look, if you find a house that works, we're going to do everything we can to help you get that home. So be mindful of how it works. Um, outside of that, let's look at, uh, so you saw the number of new listings. So it hasn't been that, that high. Let's look at the sale price to uh, original price ratio. Have things really been picking up some significantly? Uh, this is pretty wild. I think someone made a typo on that. Let's put sales to list price. Because definitely didn't go up like that. This might be better. Sales price to list price ratio. You can see March has been about 102%. It's a far cry than what you have experienced of last year. But you can see it has been picking up. So home prices are rising. They continue to rise. I expect that we're going to keep seeing this happen until probably the June time frame. And then we'll see what happens with the market after then. As it cool down because of summer. Do interest rates change? Do different uh, macroeconomics things change? Let me know in your comments below or if you feel like this has been a good time for you to start actively looking. Because for many of you guys, you guys are active again and it is a good time to do so. So next, I want to go over some other news. The big news of the month is California Dream for All Act, not an act, a program, is now available. This came available as of the 27th of March. This program is not going to last for long. It was earmarked of $300 million to be able to help first-time buyers buy a place by helping subsidize their down payment amount. It can subsidize up to 20%. Now, what is the catch? This is program not for everyone. You cannot make over $300,000. There's a purchase price cap, roughly about $900,000, because that's uh, the conforming amounts, um, and how, how there are also limitations too. You can only buy a single family, one unit residence. So multifamily, this will not work. It also is available for some, but not all, condos and townhomes. Um, it's not so. This is not applicable here. Condos must meet the the guidelines of the first mortgage. Uh, the other thing is when the you exit this loan and you can exit it by the second refinance or you exit by when you sell it, 20% of the amount that was put in needs to get paid back out. 
And then also 20% of the appreciation needs to be repaid. So there isn't much downside risk for the uh, government because even if your price declining, you have to sell, they're going to take their piece first. So you're going to be brunting the losses of it. But the downside of the government is like, let's say you never sell and that's a problem. Then that money will never kind of come back. Right. So it's a fantastic program for a lot of people that they can then use basically up to $180,000 for either closing costs for the down payments, or they can keep that amount that they were planning to put anyways, if you're putting 20% down to then use for investments, rainy day funds, give you a runway. So very, very powerful program. Most of the Bay Area is going to be uh, eligible for up to $900,000. And the income that I shared of the $300,000 will apply for these people. Now, my wife is a mortgage lender. She is a approved approved uh, lender for this. So if something if this is something you want to entertain, leave it in the comments below or send me a call or text 408-547-4590. As you can see here, it's in the below, is in the details below. It's not going to last long because I did the math. This is equivalent to about 2300 home buyers. If you look at the number of transactions especially as we get into the spring season, it is much higher volume, so this will probably last less than a month. So if you're watching this in the beginning of April, which is when I have it live, you'll probably see it. If you don't, you probably won't see it. It may not be eligible anymore. Then you're going to go back to the regular loan options. And, of course, if you're doing jumbo loans, this is not applicable. So don't worry about this. It's not going to apply for you. Next, there was this uh, article that I made a reel about. Uh, a tale of the two housing markets. Prices fall in the west while the east booms. There are many different findings that I actually have of this. This isn't so surprising. Now, it's also a laggard. Look at the data itself. This is a data from January to January. Why did they pick January to January? We are already in April. Why couldn't they have done something of February to February? Or probably not March to March, but February to February, they could have easily done, right? It's not that hard to get this data. But why did they pick January to January, right? Did they cherry pick? Some opportunities there? Maybe. What I find really fascinating about this, it obviously makes sense. The areas that have much more of a growth mindset in terms of companies, tech companies, biotech, right? Look at San Francisco. Look at San Jose. These guys hit the hardest. We have the highest density. So what does this actually show? The areas that have the highest density of tech are the ones that get impacted the most because those companies have been impacting the most. Now, to be fair, things have definitely changed, right? While we continue to see layoffs, and that is likely to still occur, most of the stocks and most of the valuations are not the lows from before. Here is proof that you can see for yourself. Look at the NASDAQ, right? Look at the last six months. We have continued to clearly be rising, right? So for those that are at these companies, you can see the difference has been about 20% plus from the lows. And the lows were back... In the, or in the November and also January. Now, why is this? This is a forward-leading thought, right? This is what they're, it's usually a six months in advance. So we're going to keep hearing these two very conflicting information all year round. I guarantee that. You're going to get more layoffs out occur because companies continue to trim fat. However, as companies trim fat, they actually may have more profits. And so investors may like that. So the stock is higher. So if you're at those companies, you're actually earning more money, right? On the other end, as the layoffs happen, you actually have a decline of interest rates, which you have already also seen. 
because inflation has cooled down. So you're going to hear this conflicting thing all year, all year, every month, every week, you're going to hear this. Now, going back to this chart, you can see the tech drivers have been impacted. Even Austin, which has a minuscule amount of tech relative to the Bay Area, even they are already in the red. Interesting, right? But what I found more interesting is the places in the East, they don't have as much tech, so they haven't had to do with as much impact of income and job loss than, than the Bay Area or in the coast. But what I find also very fascinating, this also shows the strength of housing as an asset class. What other explanation do you have? Interest rates are the same percentage-wise across the entire U.S. It's not like East Coast interest rates are lower than the West Coast interest rates. But even with higher rates, this is still a year-over-year -year gain. Now, what's going to be the most interesting, though, data to see is going to be the April to April or May to May. Because you just saw yourself, the March numbers have certainly increased, right? Big time. Now, April is likely to get hit, going to push things up again further. So there will still be decline April over April versus last year, but it won't be as big as the peak versus the bottom of the market of what we experienced. But it shows just incredible how these other areas have been in terms of just real estate in general. So that's the bigger thing. So if you're looking to, to invest, if you're looking to uh, sell down for your own place, you can see over a long period of time, real estate does very, very well. Some other local news. U.S. judge says spouses of H-1B visa holders in tech sector can work in America. This is fantastic news. For a long time, this has been debated. And who has been arguing against this? The, there's a, a group, an association that doesn't want foreign workers to come in. They feel like foreign IT workers are impacting the opportunities in the states. And I call complete BS on that. The fact is we're getting talents from all across the world that wants to be at these companies and these places. And they are there because they see the opportunity for growth. It's a big driver for the Bay Area, but also it allows opportunities then for spouses of H-1B visa holders, right? Because in the past, it's hard enough to get an H-1, to get a lottery to come to the States. People all over would love to come to the States, but it's even harder than if your spouse could not even be eligible to work. But look at these numbers. 90% of the spouses of H-1B visa holders are female. So it shows majority of people are in tech and they are predominantly male. Two thirds are from India. That is wild. Right? That's a lot of people from India that have been able to come forward here. I mean, quite frankly, I would say even my own client base, more than half are Indians. So uh, that's something fascinating too. Uh, quick tip, I'm actually going to be in India in December. So if you got any recommendations for Delhi, Agra, Jaipur area, I got to hear it. Leave in the comments below too. And last but not least, you can see 6% from China. So not many Chinese have came here. And that makes sense. If you think about it, for a long time, China has been pretty restrictive of immigration. China has also had a lot of internal opportunities for tech, at least historically. We'll see how that plays out over time. But this is uh, some, some good news for those that uh, have spouses that are in in uh, America. This is also good news because we remember hearing, do you remember reading the article that um, H-1B is, uh, because they have a, a certain amount of time to find a new job before they may have to go back? Well, if this is the case, then I don't know, but let me know with your thoughts. 
did this help for that at all? So let's say one person got laid off. That person may have had to go back. But if they had a spouse that was still working, can they just still stay? Leave it in the comments below. Or if you know of any uh, employment attorney, i love to hear about that because um, I'm not sure if this impacts that much. But it's certainly a, uh, a positive thing uh, either way for the workforce, especially in the Bay Area. Next, we talked a little bit about this, right? Inflation, used consumer spending slows, which is a good thing but seen boosting first quarter GDP growth. Inflation has declined. The It's been a 4.6% year-over-year growth index, so it's already showing various declines. It's good that things are slowing down. There is less housing activity. There is less spending. There is less income growth, which is bad uh, or good, depending on how you look at it. At the end of the day, if we got to calm inflation, we got to get more jobs cut. We also need inflation wages to go down because that's when other things may go down. So it's a very, like I said, that's why you're going to hear two different stories, right? It can't be everything is positive because then certain things will be impacted. So without a doubt, inflation has been cooling. The stock market had roared because of that. And at the same time, um, this is likely going to continue to occur. Last but not least, what do you think about this? California just likes to push these things. And I'm not sure if they're able to do things or not. Uh, or if they're able to get to these milestones or not, right? California to require half of all heavy truck sales to be electric by 2035. The EPA on Friday said it's granting California the legal authority to require that half of all heavy-duty truck sales in the state be fully evac- uh, electric. Biden's administration approved of the California's advanced clean trucks. So who are the winners for this and who are the losers? The potential losers may be those that... Um, they have traditional diesel trucks. So the manufacturers there, they are not happy with this. Who are the clear winners? Certainly Tesla, once again, is always going to be a winner of this. If there's more mandates, they, they require it. There's less, uh, not necessarily economics. Their economics may be better, but still, if there's mandates, there's going to be a lot more interest to accommodate this. Now, on the other end, one may argue, are we committing to this renewable energy? Are we committing to... Uh, all electric too quickly, right? The answer is maybe we've seen some breaking as you have seen of like some power outages in the summertime, right? And we can't even charge cars. They told us not to charge cars, but we're also gonna go fully electric by a certain time. Like they gotta get the whole infrastructure up at the same time. You can't just be like, I'm gonna do this and not do anything on the support infrastructure side, right? So it's gonna be really, really interesting and fascinating to see. Now, will they keep pushing solar? Will they keep pushing battery packs? Will they put be empowering and helping the grid? Because there's going to be a whole lot of usage there. So very, very interesting as they want to be the leader of this, which is good for emissions and uh, this electrification of things. But also the question is, will this make a lot of other things just a lot more expensive? The reality is we need a lot more energy altogether. We need electric. We need solar. We need gas. We need it all, right? So we have to do it all simultaneously. We should keep moving that direction, but we should do all simultaneously. And certainly California, without a doubt, is one of the biggest um, areas that have electric vehicles and um, just a whole lot more Teslas than the rest of the country. Well, was it surprising to you of seeing this data? Were you surprised that the prices have increased this amount? Just when you thought you had a chance and all of a sudden it goes right back up 
And that's why I tell people over and over again, do you want to miss the next boat? What are your goals? How is your rent doing? Do you have to be back because of work? Do you have more risk if you're working remote? These are all real factors that everybody has to deal with and why prices have been increasing. But once again, as a summary, you're going to hear all sorts of news, good news, bad news, a lot of bad news mostly. But the reality is we have less listings that will come on the market, come less homes come for sale because of lower rates from the past. We have home prices that have increased. I don't think it'll go up forever. I think it'll go up to like June, but then you have a lot more homes to choose from. So if this is a, a time for you to want to go over a game plan or you want to actively look to take advantage of any of these opportunities, give me a call or send me a text, 408-547-4590. Once again, this is Spencer Sue, your favorite Bay Area real estate agent. I'll see you at the next video. Bye now.